This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. So guys, it's a goodie today. It's a really in-depth, deep down dive into body image, all the dilemmas, all the pressures. We've got our dear Nadia Savala of the telly here. She herself is a body image influencer. But could she too be now compounding the problem, listener? I'm a bit could worried she, I am. Could she be empowering people so much that unless you feel empowered, you feel insufficient? Yeah, <gasps> it's meta. Oh we, go my God. we go deep into this. Yeah, okay. We talk about TikTok. We talk about being yeah. the influencers on our children. I think it's a really, really good chat. Do you know what? It's helped me. It's helped me this chat because it's it's just settled lots of ideas that we I think that we have about around this topic with our kids so it's settled some stuff. Yes, once again reminded me what a pair of absolute nightmarish parents we are. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We're saying we're making a point here that we're saying good morning because it's so early. It's, it's still dark. Six a.m. Just so that we could get it done in time. <laughs> and I've got a feeling that the sound might be even more silky smooth just because it's dark outside. Yeah, but we can hear the birds singing. And so we can hear Toffee, our dog, a cockapoo wandering around in the background, <laughs> hunting for food. Anyway, morning, guys. Um, we thought we'd talk about this morning body confidence, body image, and how, obviously, the current situation we find ourselves in has aggravated, um, amplified... And ag- aggravated, I've already said that, haven't aggravated I? Aggravated is a good word. Yeah, yeah. aggravated, already, already low-lying Irritated issues. Itch, yeah, exactly. And, um, and I mean, I think we can't start any conversation about body image and its impact and how teens are finding it and how us parents are finding it and how the ways in which us parents are struggling with it about ourselves is impacting on our kids, if you see what I mean. Because, oh, you know, in a sense there's that. But, of course, you are now one of the top ten <laughs> in, the, in the world... Is it in the world or in the UK, according to some poll? One of the top ten body confidence influencers. influencers. Which is my most favourite thing anybody's ever said. Is that better than winning winning an Oscar? Oh, my God, Mark. It's so much. It's so, so much. And this is because... I know know some people might think that's silly. They mean so much to me. I mean, who did the poll? What was the poll? But it really, really meant something to me because... I was doing some interviews actually yesterday on body confidence and journalists always say the same thing. So you're really body confident. Yes. And I, and I always have to stop them because that's how they start the conversation mm. say, listen, I haven't taken the waters. I haven't taken a pill and no. now I'm body confident. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's an ongoing process, a daily process. It's every single day talking to myself, talking to the voices in my head that beat me up. And once, and what I try and urge people to do is just have consciousness of those voices. Because once you really heard them, because for many, many years, and I know for a lot of young people listening to this, they might not even know this yet. It's such a low hum that you don't even know it's there, but it's mm. constantly with you. Whatever you do, 
going, mm, oh yeah, but you look a bit, oh well, maybe, oh, oh God, I just caught my, and it's this voice, da, 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 just mm. constantly just chipping away at your confidence. So you don't suddenly become body confident because you no. take your clothes off and stand in your pants and bra on Instagram, which is, which is what they neatly want to do in the magazines. And it's really, really interesting when you talk to some magazines and you, you try and give them actually what goes on to try and get to a place of confidence from a place of no confidence. And it's really cool. It's really funny because they'll kind of listen to it all and they go, so, yeah. you love your body now. It's like, no, no. it does not no. work like that. But what's interesting... It's insidious, and that's why lockdown is a very, yeah. I think, it's a Petri dish for this kind of thinking, thinking and everybody's vulnerable to it. I mean, you indicated back there, I mean, yes, it was who did do the poll. I think it was a man called Derek who runs the train spotting <laughs> no. outfit. No, I'm joking. Um, no. It was a massive, it was a massive uh, poll and it was a massive news in this household. But it's interesting what you just said about how when you do interviews and you did a whole host of interviews yesterday about body confidence. And I think the approach that the... Um, publications have in many regards is to prop up what you're doing on social media and Instagram and for those who don't know Nadia does these skits about with you know where she sort of voice syncs um and lip syncs uh Kim Kardashian talking about her body and her skims range and you've called them skids and they're very funny and they're very witty uh, but in a weird way, what, what they're saying, these publications, when they say to you, oh, now you're confident about your body, is they're sort of positioning you. They can only really understand what you're doing on social media if they position you into this, exactly the same place mm. that all these overtly mm. sort of perfect images mm. do. That's so th- there's, there's only yeah. a comprehension to be had unless what, what we, we have to understand you as now feeling fine about your body. It, it is honestly, weird, isn't honestly, it? sometimes I'll spend an hour doing an interview mm. and I'll have explained in such depth actually what goes on for people when they when they are really struggling yeah. with self-image and you know and I've been like this since I was I started dieting at 11 years old mm. you know and I go to such lengths and then I hear them summing me up at the end and I'm like mm. no because I I said the other day um to somebody that was interviewing me I said listen I said it's really really important that I am now not Unaspirational is that such a word? I don't want people looking at me. Go, oh well, I could never be as confident. Uh, unattainable. As that. unattainable. Don't, you do, yeah, you don't want to be unattainable. I, I don't want that. No, you're upset. That's oh, what you're fighting so against. Oh, it's so lucky for you because you're confident. I'm not. No. I have. It's like I, I'm always going on about a 360 degree person. That's what I want to be. I want to be difficult. I want to be wonderful. I want to be kind. I want to be terrible. I want to be sometimes confident. I want sometimes to be crushed. With, with no confidence, that's what I am. And to just, it's the pigeonholing. Yeah. So I suppose why I'm doing this diatribe at the beginning of this uh, this podcast and why it's so important to me is you've got to understand, listen, if you're somebody that, that watches me on Instagram and goes, oh, oh, God, I just wish I could be confident by as an idiot, you can be because mm. I work on it every single day. Now, I mean, one of the one of the things, listener, we're going to have to say from the outset is Maddie didn't want to contribute to this, and Maddie didn't want to contribute, and she has contributed. Maddie's our eighteen-year-old who yeah, contributes yeah. every week, and uh, she has contributed about this in the past. We've, we've kind of skirted around, obviously, the topic of body confidence and body image and the pressures on on girls and boys, etc. And she really didn't want to because she herself says she struggles with it as a subject and it's too painful sometimes. And I think it is an incredibly painful topic. And I think, you know, given the fact that we're coming off the back of last week, we were talking about exercise and we were talking about sleep and we were 
at pains to stress how we have as parents, all of us, this horrendous gift of being able to see into the future, sort of having some sense and knowledge of how the groundwork for for difficulty, dilemma, disease, in that case of exercise, can be laid at this early age. But because in the absence of Maddie, how would you feel you'd be coping in this crisis as a teenager, given the fact that everything you know about how all of your issues, all of your sort of everything that you very articulately and very cleverly and very and it's very nuanced what you actually do online with all of your kind of body image and body confidence uh, comedy if you like give us a snapshot of what is going on in the head of, of a child or a teenager like maddie in this crisis how, how will the crisis be aggravating things do you think well first of all i think that it's quite interesting that maddie didn't feel mm, she could contribute absolutely. to this and as a mum, my first thought was, oh, my God, she's feeling so bad, she's feeling so bad. And I know that she does struggle with body confidence. I don't know a young person that doesn't, actually. Um, but I, I moved myself away from the panic, actually, because I think what might be happening for her, and it's quite difficult, is because I have so much consciousness and every single time somebody talks to me about body confidence, they ask me how it is for our daughters that mm. I do what I do. How embarrassing is it for them? How do they hate it? Are they proud of it? Are they? And I think there's probably a mixture of all those things. But I also think it must be very conflicting for Maddie mm. because she has there has been a subtle change to the way that she talks to me about what I do on Instagram stuff, and 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 there's now a sort of for the good or for the bad. There's a sort of there's a sort of begrudging sort of pride, pride. Yeah, and then came in the words brave and then and I I'm so utterly overwhelmed at the thought that some of it might be seeping in and that's because initially this is why I started doing all this stuff because I knew I'd done damage I knew I'd done damage to my daughters by the way I'd spoken about myself in front of them and I you know when I did the body stories with loose women and I had to be in a you know, bra and pants and the side of a bus and all of this, and it was so mortifying. But And loose women had given me the... You know, they said, you don't have to do it. It's up to you and I. really didn't want you now. I had sleepless nights, all of that. But I really, really knew I had to do it because I was not walking the walk yeah. with the girls. I was saying to them, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, that we all want to look nice, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with, you know, mm. doing yourself up and looking great. But it's who you are on the inside. And I was saying that, and they weren't hearing me say that in the home. And, and honestly, listen to the parent, to the mum or to the dad here. We are the greatest influencers on our children. Social media comes second. Honest to God, it comes second. If you can show your child acceptance and this is the other thing I keep trying to get into interviews that I do it's not just about body confidence it's about acceptance I don't know go oh my god I'm perfect because what's perfect anyway I know plenty of models eight size eight ten that would be deemed perfect that hate themselves it's about body acceptance that's a much better word Mm. and so I so I think now they see me having body acceptance they've moved away from going oh mom please don't do it to, okay, and I wonder whether why Maddie doesn't want to talk about it. They say it's painful, but I wonder if she's 
trying to unravel that a bit because this is a really important bit, guys, youngsters and parents. It is a highly addictive kind of anxiety, Bod- warped body image. Mm-hmm. We settle into that familiar anxiety. I promise you, listen, this is such an important realisation I've had that I never get time to share on telly or in an article because there's never time on telly and nobody wants to know it in an article. Anxiety is... The way we go and slip into self-loathing is a kind of anxiety. And when we go back to it, it feels familiar. Now, we might say, oh, no, I hate feeling anxious about it. Oh, my God, it's the thing that I hate most, what I most want to be in body comfort. But actually, we settle that anxiety and go, oh, yeah. Well, it's, the it's, very, it's very much like that. It's the nature of most compulsive addictions or yeah. compulsive behaviour. I mean, what, what's going on? What's going when you break it all down? It's the comfort zone and the familiarity mm. and the endorphin hit of fear and anxiety and and lack of control. And actually what you're getting is you're getting a hit from that. There's a familiarity. You feel safe in the comfort that, yeah, this is my safe zone. It's, it, it, it's kind of... You know, it, it's very it's very analogous with sort of you know depression and 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 addiction and you know um, sort of being drawn back to the place of insecurity because mm. in that insecurity you can confirm and have an affirmation of everything in the first place and then it becomes a sort of snowball effect mm. where it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and worse. I mean, and back- that's why people so often will say. Oh, I'll lose weight, and then I get to the last half stone, and I'll start yeah. putting it back on. Yeah. And it's because we use that familiar anxiety to excuse us from other things. Mm. Or like when I'm this weight, like when I, when you know, when we did the DVD, and I really did do it by lots of exercise and a, and a very strict mm. diet, and I got to a size ten, and I was so shocked that the world suddenly wasn't perfect when yeah. I was got to a size 10 and you know I'm a fairly smart woman but somewhere in my head it really showed me that I had put so much store in this that when I'm a size 10 mm. oh this is going to be okay and life's going to be okay my relationship's going to be better I'm going to be better at my job I'm going to be a more energetic mum I'm going to be this I'm going to be that oh my god mm. I'm using all these I'm using this self-loathing as a reason not to do all these other things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think, I do think, you know, just, just scrolling back a little bit back there to what the girls make of you. I mean, I heard Kiki talking about how, you know, you're talked about in such sort of glowing terms on various sort of social media platforms in terms of what it is you do. I think, I think there's a great amount of, and I think parents out there listening to this, Whilst on the one hand, we're about to discuss how social media is a very negative impact and can present all of these unrealistic images. I mean, none of that dialogue and, and, and a lot of that's come through in social media comments to us. None of that's, re- none of that's new and none of, none of that is surprising. But what I think is a bit surprising is that, you know, youngsters are very sophisticated. They can grapple and contain and sort of cradle really complicated, contradictory thoughts. And they can also, there's this often this idea that teenagers are just sat there looking at just idealised, perfect images of themselves. Well, they do, and they, they exert pressure. But they can also be quite counterintuitive and quite witty. And so I think what's happened with our girls is, certainly our girls, with you being on these platforms and, and doing what you're doing, is they get that. And that's why it's so important. It's why, personally, I'm so proud of what it is that you're doing. Um, because, you know, comedy and humour is one of the strongest ways to lampoon this vicious, nasty, 
self-hatred that really is 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 like like a petri dish being, has been cultured and grown by society because it suits and serves i say I hate to sound like a anarchist now but an entirely corporate culture of consumption and comparison so that we all keep striving for some, for some other false perfection and keep buying into this complete fraudulent fucking myth and i think you know when I see your stuff go up, it sounds like, God almighty, this is a really academic treatise on something that you're doing that's just funny. It is just funny. But I'm not just looking at just the funny. I'm looking at this underlying kind of low-level revolutionary unpicking of something that's been going on for centuries and something, exactly, you know... This is, what, this is the word I actually use, is, is revolution. Yeah. And it's like looking into the thing that frightens you most. Absolutely. Opening your mouth as wide as you can and mm. roaring. That's what it's like. It's like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on then, here I am, look. There's my horse. There's my cellulite. Mm. And it, that's not to mean, and this is really important, we say this right after this, I passionately believe in being healthy. Yeah. I don't believe it's, it's, it's a good thing to be really overweight yeah. or to be really skinny and living on, you know, living on diet drinks or to be, you know, really skinny because you're, you know, on fags. And it's not about, it's not about um, just looking however you want because you don't care about yourself. It's not about, because I care very much about my health. I really do, mm. you know, and I do think about the extra pounds I'm carrying and only think about my heart or about my... Because actually, I, I, you know, this is the body and I accept it. Um, but it, but it's, if, if, you could, if you could pull something up from your insides, guys and girls, and roar at it, yeah. That's, 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 it's like, you know, if you, if you were really, really scared, like there was a burglar or something, you came running down the stairs screaming with a spear. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm kind of, that's what I'm kind of doing. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like this perfectly sorted out, confident person behind it, as mm. you, as you know. Well, I mean, we've sort of talked about, I mean, you know, and I'm sort of now playing devil's advocate and going in the opposite direction because we've talked about almost the freedom fighteriness of what it is you do. But also, I mean, it would be shameful of us not to acknowledge that actually the vast majority of people are struggling more now in lockdown yeah. than they ever have done. And I think there are some very practical reasons for that. We've got infinitely more time as we're sat indoors uh, mm. in lockdown, um, looking at images or idealised images of, and I am going to say it, these fucking arseholes in Dubai, um, you know, sort of posing ridiculously by pools whilst everyone is, is, you know, many people are struggling with relatives on fucking, you know, oxygen machines. Mm. You know, there's, there seems, I mean, what I think what shocks and depresses me is there's such a disconnect. I mean, it's got getting to the point now that, and maybe this is because I'm embedded in your kind of, your sort of content. And, you know, I'm a parent of four daughters and all four of my daughters over the years, you know, I've listened to them all denigrate how they look. They're all beautiful. They're all... That's your oldest now, don't they, do they? No, not so much, but yeah. I think Izzy does still. You know, they beat each other up. They beat, she beats herself up about how she looks and da-da-da-da. And, you know, and I think, I think within that, we all have a sense and a knowledge. And this is where it's really hard, isn't it, body image? Where's the dividing line between knowing we're doing things badly or we're not treating our body kindly, we're not eating properly, or we're... You know, there's a part of our anatomy that we're thinking to ourselves, 
Well, actually, you know, like with me, I'm working out and working out. I can't lose my bloody love handles. I get really despairing about not being able to lose the love handles. I've been working so mm. hard. I've lost all this other bit. And then you feel you, the, pre- the pressure. The pressure. The, yeah, but because, there's sort of because, right pressure and then there's wrong pressure, isn't there? Like the girls talk to me about, you know, the pressure on boys and, and you know, the six-pack or the eight-pack. Can you get an eight-pack? Yeah, eight-pack, I think. I think you can from Tesco's, yeah. They do, they do really pack. nice yeah, fosters. You, you know, can. and it's funny because I always think about Kiki when she was small and it's funny, you know, out of the mouths of babes and she said, she'd say, Mum, why do some men look like croissants? <laughs> and when you think about it, you think of a really, like, pumped-up guy with big muscles and their arms, like, curled around, they do look like croissants. Yeah, but that was because she was at a very low height and uh, walked into the newsagents, the bodybuilding magazines. But it, but magazine, but it just there. reminds yeah. me, one person's viewpoint of your body is completely different from another's. So it is about finding acceptance. Now, we've had this conversation before in our How to Stay Married um, podcasts where... I see you driving yourself so hard. I see the self-loathing. I see everything that we talk about with women. I see it on a daily basis mm. with you. And and you drive yourself. And, and, and the thing is, for me, I can see that the exercise does your mental health good. But then I watch you destroy that good, the, the good that it does to your mental health. By eventually, when the adrenaline is down and the buzz is gone, you come back round to... But I've got love hurt. And that's your anxiety point at the moment. Mm, mm. That's where you settle to make yourself feel better. You know, and, and listener, yours might be your thighs or your boobs or your you've got no waist or like all girls, I've got no bum, I've got no bum, I've got no bum. This is what girls say yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Um and so, so sorry. No, I was just going to say. Well, he, he's a big dilemma because I think that, I, I love it when we get into these conversations because, of course, there's you know. I think the girls now have, a, have, a, have an understanding of what it is that you do. They do get embarrassed. And, but you know what? It's not just embarrassment about when you post stuff and talk about body image. They're protective. They're very protective. And, you know, they, they know that you're going to get some hate and there are always some mm. assholes out there and all that kind of stuff. And you're making yourself vulnerable. And that's why, again, I think it needs, it's a laudable thing that you do. It's a brave thing that you do. Well, I, I just, can I just say one thing on that? That is part of it, yeah. the, the people that say the hateful stuff. Because what I'm trying to show sure. them is... What actually does it matter? Somebody, I saw online yesterday, somebody I follow actually, Emily Clarkson on Instagram, and she said, yeah, I like her. why do we want everyone to like us mm. when we don't like everyone? Yes. What a great, simple yeah. line. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. I was saying you that know, to Kiki and, the other day. You know, I mean, we've got a very... Famously, a story of ours was somebody that I know that we know said to us, "You know all this body confidence stuff you're doing on on Instagram now." I said, "Yeah, could you not do it? There's girls walking around now with their stomachs hanging out, and it's just like, mm. okay, that is a huge portion of the of society. Mm. So you've got to have it inside how you feel about yourself, yeah. because if you're going to respond to what every other person thinks, oh, so this year it's big bums. Yeah. So you're going to have implants this year. What if next year it's not big bums? Mm. Are you going to have the implants?" taken out and put into your boobs because big boobs are back you know i mean that's a very very important part of it what Mm. you just said yeah no i agree and i think and also going back to the role of a father and and a mother in a situation you know i mean we talk about confessions of modern parent we talk about parenting and all this kind of stuff and I think, you know, for the vast majority of people, we, we, it's, a, it's a great luxury that we have, that we can sit down once a week, talk like this, share our thoughts. Um, but this listener is how we are about our parenting all the time. All the time. And, we, and we're not saying we're great for that. No, it's not we a pat on the back. We, all the time. Well, yeah, you could argue we're far too kind Party. of present and sort of 
in it and conscious of it, almost maybe too much sometimes. Maybe that's partly because our kids are home educated. Possibly, possibly. And, and, you know, and sometimes it's, it's fucking exhausting. But, you know, I do think fathers specifically have a really... They, it gets very complicated what fathers can do with daughters and with sons when it comes to body image. I'm sure if I had a father, I would have felt all sorts of pressures on myself to be... Um, you know, physical or to have a sporting prowess in a different way. I'm sure there's that dynamic that goes on. I've never had experience of it, but I've had it with other men. You know, it's there between men. So I'm pretty certain it's going to be there between fathers and sons. But between fathers and their daughters, I think the way a father talks or, you know, a husband talks or partner talks about his wife is going to have a huge impact on your daughter's body confidence, obviously, Mm. because it goes back to this idea Mm. that you've just said that we are the biggest influencers. So Mm. I I would urge fathers to perhaps think about the way they talk about their partners in front of their children and perhaps check in with your partner on how is it that I talk about you and maybe you'll be surprised there'll be something that your partner says to you I don't like the way you talk about me actually in that regard yeah you know take take account of that yeah because I don't think any of us are willing to ever do audits on our behavior anymore I do I remember actually years ago um when Maddie was very young maybe about 12 and she'd been to a sleepover and these girls were saying nobody will like you if you've got any weight men only like thin girls and she said straight off the bat my mum's not thin and my dad really likes no. my mum <laughs> oh bless her <laughs> oh bless her well you know and that's I important know. that's important that it's kind really of important. yeah and that that level but also for fathers with sons Talking in that sort of boyish way with your boys about women or girls, that's going to program their attitude to girls and there's all that kind of stuff. But here's, I'm sort of going a long journey round to this, this dilemma. And I've just touched upon it a little bit where there's kind of, so I can look at myself and I can recognise that I have bad body image issues and bad body confidence and I'm, I'm always down on this. And even when there's nothing to be down about, I'm down on this. But then there's an element, as I was just saying, where... It's needed sometimes. There's a part of me that needs work on, or I'm a little bit overweight, oh. and there are those moments. The real difficulty is on those occasions, and I'm not going to home in on anyone specific, where I have looked at, say, one of my daughters and thought, you're not looking too well, or you've put on a bit of weight, or how... And at that point, I feel like I'm on the... You no, know, but at that point, I feel like I'm on the edge of a chasm, because it's not about how they look. No, it's, it's an indicator of how they're looking after themselves. Precisely. Yeah. It's how their body is telling me they are in their head. Yeah. Exactly. And if I can see a it's change... Like it's not a change. face. Absolutely. Or, or a pallor that suggests that... It's yeah. an indicator of your What do you do in that? I mean, I, 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 it's akin to me. It's like it's a moment you in one of those draws. I stand on the edge of a precipice, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I look down the you, mountain, I go... Do you want the advice? Yeah. What do you I do? do not mention. I walk out of the room. Okay. But they can sometimes see in your face. What? You can say, how are you feeling? Everyone knows I when you ask that. No, that. no, they wouldn't. Not, no. with, not with you. Uh, I can see that you're not that you do, you don't look you don't look right. well. Oh, okay. That you're feeling yeah, yeah. Hmm. Moving this on now a bit to lockdown, and me saying earlier, you are the greatest social media influencer on your child in your house. Here are some of the things I'd like you to ask yourself if you've ever said in front of your child, all of which I have said. Oh my god, I can't go. I'm too fat. Oh my god, I've got nothing to wear. Oh, my God, everything I put on, I look disgusting. Oh, I've always had horrible arms. Don't talk to me about my cellulite. Nobody's got cellulite as bad as mine. Yeah, I've got sort of a thick ankle. I've always had, like, thick calves, 
I don't know where I got them from. Yeah, my calves are so... You said all of these. That's what I said. Oh, so right, I'm just yeah. giving you a yeah, litany yeah. of all the things I've said and mm. I'm asking. I've always hated my stomach. Always really hated my stomach. Or oh, back fat. Don't talk to me about back fat. All of that. If you ever ask yourself, any, has said anything like that in front of your child or, or indeed those, those particular comments, I'm telling you now that goes in and it goes in deep. Yeah. Especially between mum and daughters. Right. Especially. So this is the great thing. And this is the reason why I stopped talking to myself. So, why I've reduced. I haven't stopped completely. Stopped, reduced talking to myself in that way. Is because I, I, they held a mirror up to me without realising it. My children showed me what I was doing. Because I could see the effect on them. And I was like... <gasps> oh, my God, I've got to stop that for my children. And then I got consciousness of it. And then I thought, hang on a minute, why am I not stopping it for myself? Yeah. This has been hell for decades. <laughs> this has been wrapped up in this diet culture, wrapped up in all of it, done everything, mm. done the skinny photos, done the diets, done all of that, hate myself, hate myself, whatever I look like. And now I'm putting that on my kids. Do you think it's interceptible, though? Do you think it's changeable? Well, that's, that's what I've done. I've intercepted it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You've got to get conscious of it. You've got to stop yourself. You've no. got to be rigorous. You've got to hear the voice. You've got to hear it, not go, oh, shut up. Yeah, that's all that. I just hate myself because I But isn't do. that where social media... Yeah, but isn't that where social media... So I hear what you're saying. Absolutely, you're right. And that's that's something we can all aim for. But even if you're aiming for that, we and we're going to talk about the, the impact of social media on a lot of our listeners in a minute... Um, but surely you're fighting a very, very hard battle against social media. Or do you think social well, media is far more balanced now? Well, there's a lot of, of all, accounts. First of all, if, you, you if you're talking like that in front of your child, you, you're with them. It's dangerous because you're mm. doing it way more. That you, you know, it has more of an impact, I think. But oh my God, social media. Um, well, look, let me just Matt, read, let me. Do you want me to quickly me, read you one? Or yeah, Kiki tells me about TikTok. That, yes. That, that you know. She, you know, girls, it, it's just it's just a constant scroll of perfect body. So even a girl that you might look at your daughter and say, oh my God, you're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen, they will probably be deeply self-loathing because you can find, find millions of photos on TikTok. Well, let me just girls read this out. Are... There is a comment from a 13-year-old who oh, contacted okay. us. I'm 13 years old. I'm so depressed about the way I look. I often spend six to eight hours scrolling, scrolling through TikTok, <sighs> looking at one after another perfect girl and just... On, on, on this topic, I saw a comment from someone else talking about that the very nature of TikTok that makes it so compelling and compulsive and sort of unputdownable is how, is how short the clips are, interestingly. Yeah. I know it's silly, says this person, and these people are probably not as happy as they look, but it doesn't stop. It's almost like I'm addicted. I don't know how to stop. I'm scared. And I do think my worry with social I'm media... Scared. Well, I'm scared. What I hear there yeah. is I'm scared because what I'm also hearing there is an addict... So, you know, and I and I didn't know that about how quick the, they are because if you think about subliminal advertising where something is just put as a flash and it goes deep into your brain, mm. right? So you're scrolling, flash, 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 mm. flash, 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 into any brain, but mm. a young brain, that is like it's almost brainwashing you Absolutely. away from any chance of having any sort of self-esteem about the way that you look oh. because it's not only on TikTok. The beautiful girls, it's because you know, boys do the same mm. thing here. The body mm. image problem, 
it the beautiful lives and that's what kiki says absolutely they are looking a million dollars and they're jumping into endless pool do you remember the bounty ad mm. that was the only thing that we had like that paradise yes, yes. bounty and that was the only image that we had of yeah, that it- well they can have millions of those images every day beautiful girls jumping into endless blue seas well you're now. right and and kiki will come and show them to me and i'm like well they're there now and this is she says yeah now, we don't know that they're now, no. they're now, but imagine you're the child stuck in your room in a pandemic in the third lockdown, and all you're doing is looking at these well, stunning people in these beautiful places. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, it's funny. I've, I've had a couple of goes on TikTok just because, you know, we do a we do a lot of social media on our YouTube channel. We do a lot of programmes. And there's one part of our output, Maddie takes us through a lot of memes, and we look at the, you know, how clever so much of this social media is. There's a lot of political comment, there's humour, there's social messages as well, but there's just stupidity as well. Well, it's brilliant. But one of the things I noticed about TikTok, and I think to myself, oh my Christ, thank God this wasn't around when yeah, I was a teenager, is, and I can only liken it to, so you've got your, you know, you've got your vertical screen in front of you, and I'm just doing with my hand, you're holding your screen lengthways, and you scroll up. And as you start to scroll up, even Instagram will only scroll up through those accounts that you follow, right? It will only pump to you those accounts that you follow pretty much most of the time I only ever see. But on TikTok, it's akin to vertigo. It's like standing on the edge of a cliff because you look down at the bottom of your screen and it's never-ending. It's It's an infinite supply of the same stuff constantly coming up. And so the ability to scroll, you can... I mean, I sometimes look at these numbers and I think six to eight hours. And then, you know, and I do quite targeted searching as a grown adult online and I can lose an hour or two, but imagine just on you, on you, on you. I really want to alert parents to this, right? Listen to me, really listen to me. Don't say, oh, my child wouldn't do that. I know what my child's doing. Yeah. Honestly, listen to me. You may well not. One thing I would say is, um, I did this one afternoon with my daughter and I said, well, show me this TikTok. And I sat with her for ages looking and she was showing me all the stuff that she looked at. Now, we have many conversations in this house about, and you know, be careful who you follow. Yeah. Like if somebody makes you, leaves you, they don't make you, leaves you feeling worse about yourself um, before you picked up that phone than after, then, then really think about that. And so Kiki really, we had lots of conversation. Kiki, I know, is, will still be pulled definitely to these beautiful people, these beautiful places, but she has been pulled more over to positive affirmations and more of the more of the because it because on TikTok there's a whole group of people that are very anti this you know the more hippie mm. kids the kids mm. that are looking for a different way the kids that are crying about the way that they feel so be really really careful just today if you're somebody that's really locked into the TikTok just try in the smallest way to just shift, look at a different kind of image because TikTok will also feed you what you're looking That's at. That's a really good tip, actually. To look for insecurity, maybe. Yeah. And maybe you'll find somebody that you identify more with rather than somebody that's so far removed, actually, yeah. from reality that all they are going to do is make you deeply unhappy. In fact, that's quite, there's quite a good device in there, what you're, you're suggesting. And I would recommend almost as a, a matter of absolute urgency, all parents find a way of sitting down with your kids under the under the guise that under pass, the uh, no, I was going to say under the guise of show me what you're looking at or oh, what makes you laugh. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And then once you've got them on their screen next to you, 
start to actively suggest stuff because you want to see how TikTok does it. Just say, oh, how does TikTok do uh, meditation? Yeah. And just put it in. Because what you'll find is after you leave the phone after that event, the algorithm on TikTok will have a complete yeah. freak out. It'll, it'll have a seizure of some sort and it'll turn to the right and then it'll turn to the left and it'll start pumping a few meditations. That's, that's what I did with Kiki. And we started to look at these different yeah. people who were talking really honestly. And I was just like, because I wasn't acting. I was genuinely really yeah. impressed. I was like, God, these young people are amazing. Yeah. Look at the way they're turning away from this. And this so any young person, oh my God, please let me just put my arms around you for this minute and just say, just think about what you're doing. You are actually hitting yourself over the head again and again and again, expecting to feel differently. And mm. that actually is insanity. Mm. Because if you know that if you sit for four hours on TikTok looking at one body after another and you feel shit, you're going to feel exactly as shit the next yeah. day. And with lockdown, it's so easy to just pop over and just lose yourself to Absolutely. It. And, and then go, do you know what? I'm so fed up. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to get all the snacks out of the cupboard and I'm going to stuff my face. Yeah, because you give up. What, what this yeah. what this material makes you do is give up. You give up the fight. It's too, it's too insurmountable. I can't, oh, yeah. fuck it, sort it. I'll up, just do anything. But, I'll I mean, just do anything. Just to take, I never look like them and I can never have that life. Just to take one tip from a brilliant documentary, The Social Dilemma, mm. just parents and teens, if you're listening, every now and then... Don't, or, or as often as you can, don't click on the next recommended film. Almost give yourself that choice, give yourself that limitation for a day. If YouTube offers you a ne the next film, don't click on it. If Instagram offers you the next thing to click on, don't click on it. Go your own route. Curate your own watching and material if, rather than being told by the algorithm. And we would beg you with every fibre of our being to watch the film The Social Dilemma. Mm. It's Absolutely. a really, really important film. And it teaches you so much about... Um, um, social media and it's made me really think about everything I do and watch whilst you find uh, we have a contribution from Carlitos which would be really good but just before you do that I just wanted to share there is a comment here which just chimes with what you were saying someone here said my mum says she hates the way she looks all the time she gets, she's got much worse since lockdown it makes me sad and makes me hate myself too wow so, there you go guys once again you know we are I love that line we are the biggest influencers on our kids here's Carlitos because we're in a pandemic, it is kind of hard to keep things going the exact same every single day. Um, I think a lot of people have started eating quite unhealthily because, I mean, you know, an increase in junk food. Because when we diet, there's usually something for us to just jack ourselves with. But instead, we are locked in our houses. So now I think about lots of things that I never used to, you know. I think about what exactly I'm eating and what's in the things that I'm eating and I pay more attention to how it affects my skin and stuff like that because my skin is one of the main things I really try to take care of. Um, and I think about how much I'm exercising, which um, judging by all the workout videos I'm seeing on Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff is definitely not as much as everyone else. Um, but, I mean, I've also started thinking about my body, not just my skin. Uh, you know, is is my face getting rounder, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I know we aren't supposed to think of these things. You know, it's 2021 and we're supposed to feel empowered and love our bodies. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I am completely comfortable in my body. But there's... 
there's always just that little thought at the back of my head, you know, one doing these things. Um, but what we're definitely not supposed to do, especially in the middle of a pandemic, is spend hours comparing ourselves to models on social media and wondering why we don't have their bodies. Um, we know, I know that they're photoshopped and edited and stuff like that, but, I mean, if you think about it, given how much time we're actually spending at home, we we all spend more time on social media and see all these glamorous pictures of people looking pretty in lockdown. And there's me, you know, sitting on the sofa eating crisps with bedhead, you know. So it obviously puts a thought in your head as, why can't I look this good in lockdown? So, yeah, I can see how people's worries um, have intensified um, over the coronavirus pandemic, including worries about body image and it doesn't help that there's nothing much that I can do to distract myself either. You know, as an example, before I'd go and meet some friends if I were feeling down or if I was bored or whatever. But in lockdown, you can't do any of that. And so it's not surprising that people are worried about what they look like. I know people, are, a lot of people are struggling with their body image at the moment. Um, you know, we are all spending a lot more time looking at ourselves Um before the pandemic, we all had something to do. We had work or school or whatever. Um, and we used that as some sort of distraction. But, you know, whether it's a Zoom meeting or, or like, with colleagues or classmates or, you know, them virtual quizzes that people do now. Um, I've done a few of those, actually. They're quite fun. But vi any the, the whole point is video calling is the new normal now. Um, it's the main way we kind of stay in contact. It's the next best thing uh, besides actually seeing each other face to face, which we're not allowed to really do anymore. Um, and so because when you, you know, when you open video call apps like FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and all that stuff and you see yourself in the reflection um, in our minds, like every floor is intensified and every floor is so much bigger because it's literally staring at us from the computer screen um i mean i try to be i try not to be sorry critical with the way that i look um you know i generally i, I try not to generally because throughout lockdown um and because i've had a lot more time to actually look at myself it does it does bring that thought into your mind you know is my size changing? Have I let myself go? All that kind of stuff, um, which, is, which is negative. And I try not to think about these flaws and just really embrace my body. But I think I'll always have that little voice just in the back of my mind, just wondering if I look okay, if, I'm look, if I look all right. Wow. He had a really important phrase yeah. in there. We're, I know we're all supposed, supposed to feel empowered. Yeah. And I just then, it just led me to pause a little bit. I mean, the, your yeah. job really as a body image influencer now oh, is no is to not create a reverse pressure. Exactly. I, that's why I just keep wanting to, I'm gonna, people are going to get bored of this. I'm going to keep saying, oh, I'm not healed. I am not healed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am not it's healed. It's a journey, it's a journey, it's a I, journey. I can't, somebody's got to give me a new phrase because I don't want to say it's a journey, but no, no. it's a journey. But that is interesting though, because there is a huge pressure to be, to, to be body empowered. So... 
Now I've so got now to be. So people are pretending, yeah. which is a whole new layer yeah. of worry. And once again, also finally, Carlitos also flagged up the fact that we are in a curious situation now. We find this a lot because we do a lot of um, content on our YouTube channel. I sometimes find that the first time I see myself properly in a critical manner mm. is as soon as we go live and I see my reflection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've got to the new norm now. Okay, let's forget the Zoom, the technical, the socials, the frustrations, the glitching microphones, all that shit, no, not knowing when to talk. People talking over each other and that horrible tinny sound. We've now, for a year, had the connection made mm. that when we socialise with others, we are probably all of us looking at ourselves Self. more than the other Absolutely. person. Absolutely, of course we are. It's been a disaster. An absolute That's disaster. That's why they, they have had, a, 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 I think, 50% increase in in uh, consultations for facelifts. Jesus Christ. Because people are going, oh, my God, is that what I Jesus like? Christ. It's not good to look at yourself all the time. No. And that's why our children, when I say our, I'm not saying mine, ours, I'm saying across the world, the Western world, are in such a state about mm. the way they look because they're all doing selfies. They're all looking at themselves mm. way more than we should. You know, I like that comparison. We saw one bounty ad. That's what we had to deal with. And yeah. I remember feeling achingly jealous mm. of that paradise when I was stuck in, in, in Tulse Hill in South London mm. and achingly wanted to look like the flake girl. That was two things, the bounty head and the flake girl. Mm. Now, our kids are seeing millions of supposedly perfect people I remember. and it's messing with their yeah. mind. So I think it's one of the most important jobs as a parent, and this is Confessions of a Modern Parent, at this time... To, you have got to do a silent war against that, what's going on outside the house, by being as strong as you can inside the house. Yeah, and sorry, you really made me want to go and watch the flake advert again. I know, I want to bounce it. No, I want to watch the flake advert again. <laughs> Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. 